G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say Frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. Howdy listeners, Uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different to introduce this podcast. I'm going to go back to around about six years ago uh, when I wrote a piece for a project and it's still in my opinion the best thing that I've ever written Um, and it was called The Rarest of Lives and here's a snippet. There's something inherently beautiful about the word rare, a species of wild bird, a mysterious butterfly or a flower with the most spectacular of colours. Even the mention of a diamond with a rare association means that one may infer it to be worth a small fortune. Most would agree it is certainly a gifted turn of phrase. There is, however, one version of rare that most try to avoid. The one you hope against hope you won't hear, and in particular, the doctor won't say. There is nothing beautiful in the words rare disease. Introducing Italian photographer Aldo Saligno, a man who is daringly challenging this status quo, A man through his many years as a professional has prided himself on getting the most out of the emotion of his subject. His latest challenge? Bringing rare diseases and the people affected to the attention of the world and in the most beautiful way. Eloquently and justified, Aldo classes these people as living rare lives. He spun this horrible phrase on its head, an almost poetic form of justice. For him, he doesn't see an incurable disease. He sees hope in a journey to tell the world about the trials and tribulations they face and the courage that sees them defy odds in the bid to live a prosperous life. That was the the, uh, excerpt. So I hope that gives you a little bit of a run-in on on Aldo and and that project. Um, And I love it when I get to hear about people excelling in their passion and then using it as a force for good, specifically when there's narrative involved. So Aldo is a New York City-based award-winning photographer and storyteller. We connected over six years ago working on that amazing Rare Lives project and allowing for people with rare diseases to lobby for their voices to be heard. Being Italian-born and living in New York City, Aldo has a unique point of view when it comes to his fascination for it, but has also got great awareness not to overcook it. He's a bit of a chameleon with the camera, and you'll find out a lot about him in this episode. This podcast really made me feel human. And maybe that's a bit odd to say, but it really is a tale about what a human who genuinely cares about other humans can do when they combine passion, skill, and purpose. So let's do this. Roll camera. Here's my catch up with Aldo. G'day, Aldo Saligno. Welcome to Finding the Frothers live from New York City, mate. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome, man. Well, um, you're a still photographer in the fast-paced city of New York City, working on accounts like Ferrari. Uh, very, very exciting. 
Uh, but something I really want to chat to you about today is your social advocacy and the work that you do for people with rare diseases. Uh, and in fact, you call them rare lives. Did you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Rare Lives is a project that I've done for like six years now. And uh, it's a documentary storytelling about people suffering from rare disease. Um, I've been traveling. I traveled for like uh, six months now, six years now uh, uh, across seven countries in Europe. And, uh, and now also I'm starting the same thing here in the US in New York City. Uh, the goal is to describe in the best way possible the life of people suffering from a rare disease because people usually, they don't know much about it. And my goal was to tell about them, not only the, the difficulties they have, but also the joy and the, the great goals they can achieve despite all uh, the problems that their disease uh, causes them. So this is the main goal, and um, we decide, I decided uh, to to use also social media to to spread these voices. So together with the Italian Federation of Rare Diseases and Sanofi Genzyme, the sponsored us, we opened like a Facebook page, Instagram page, Twitter account, and uh, as, uh, anytime I'm traveling, covering those uh, those those families, we go live and uh, we we spread their words. Beautiful, mate. Um, and you recently won uh, an award, uh, a media award, which had been previously won by the BBC journalists and, and the New York Times. So for an independent project um, doing such brilliant things, it's uh, you must be very proud of that. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. But I have to say, like, uh, I didn't won this this award by myself. Actually, all the patients, they, they won this award because it's Thanks to their power, their spirit, the, their stories that we've been able to achieve um, such a great goal. And I'm so, so happy that really their voices have been heard uh, on a, such a high level. Mate, it's, it's awesome because uh, we got to actually have some mutual froth when you were starting out <laughs> back in the day uh, when I was working at, at a crowdfunding campaign and we, we raised some money in those initial stages and it, it was beautiful to to read the stories and hear the stories, but for your photography to tell the stories in a way that um, they couldn't possibly be told, uh, it was just an amazing thing to be part of as well. Um, so, mate, what is what about your routine in the busy city of New York has you um, accessing your peak performance or peak froth, as we call it here? Yeah, I have to say, like, my routine is pretty different every day. It depends, but uh, uh, I have to say, like, I start usually at 6... 15 a.m. every morning. Um, uh, I go to the gym. I'm not really a gym guy usually, but I've never been. But this city really requires you to be at your best. And so I discovered that if I don't go to the gym early in the morning, then I will be completely burned out at the evening. So uh, this is a routine I, I started since I'm uh, here, for uh, since I live in the city. Uh, that is now four years. And then it's like a lot of emails because I still continue to work with the Europe. And so that means that when I wake up, I'm already six hours late <laughs> comparing to Europe. So I'm receiving like uh, tons of emails, try to go through that. And then sometimes my days are really boring because I have to spend a lot of times in front of the computer editing my picture. That is something that I love. But uh, really, even if the sun is out there i have to be in front of my computer like the windows closed because i don't have to have too many reflection on the on the screen and and then i 
I realize it's the end of the day and I never step out from, uh, from, my, from my apartment. Some other days are way more exciting because like uh, there's plane to catch and um, go meeting some clients uh, in Midtown or uh, Manhattan. So it's really like, I, I have to say, it's really exciting because it's a different. Sometimes I'm all the time out of, the, of my apartment. I really miss to be sitting quiet in a place. Sometimes I sit too much quiet in a place and I really miss to go outside. So I love this mix. It's beautiful, mate. Yeah, especially in the summer. I know the feeling of getting stuck behind the old computer. Um, you mentioned that you, uh, just offline, that you was sometimes can be juggling 10 different things at once because you're in New York City. This means that for anyone out there who has similar things, you need to really have people in place uh, to support you through that. Who would you call someone, we call them anchor frothers, but someone who you can go to whenever you need to? Uh, I have to say it depends. Like multiple people, of course, mostly my wife, because like our fields, we work in two fields that are really close. She does digital marketing and social media stuff. So it's like I produce the contents and she does a strategy. Of course, not on the same clients, but we can really share a lot of ideas and and things. Uh, then, of course, there are there are all the friends I have, the only thing I think you, you, you understand me in this is like when you live so far away from your hometown, you make a lot of new friends, but it's difficult to keep in touch with deep relationship with the old ones. So I try to do my best. And, uh, and then I have to say like, what I love from this city is that every day you meet some, you meet people that are incredibly good in what they're doing they have a lot of energy in what they're doing they put a lot of energy in what they're doing so i have to say that i really learn a lot from from strangers or from from people that after a while they became friends but the stranger the first time you you meet them and you are so fascinated by them uh and then last uh, last thing is like there's a couple of there's like a songwriter an italian songwriter that is fabrizio de andre that is really like my mentor even if i never met him also because he's dead i'm sorry but like Listening to his song is something that really cooled me down a bit, makes me think, relax, and really it gave me a lot of ideas on my work. Sorry, who was that? Who was the, the musician? Uh, Fabrizio De André. It's like an Italian songwriter. Let's say one, one, once someone said uh, Fabrizio De André is the Italian Bob Dylan. And another one, he corrected, he, he corrected him saying, no, it's Bob Dylan that is the... American version of Fabrizio D'Andrea because it, she, she, she translated also Bob Dylan. She thought like Fabrizio D'Andrea was way better as as a poet. So just to give you the, just to give you like uh, an idea. Brilliant, mate. So as a photographer, how do you use music to sort of allow you to access that peak performance, that peak froth? It, music is a big part of my of my work because like if I have to make like a photo shoot, of course, like to have some energizing energetic music help me like to concentrate or to feel the vibes, let's say. Um, but when I do social documentary, like when I do like a social project, really to have this kind of uh, of songwriters, it's really a way for me to listen to my heart, develop new new thoughts and go deeper into my topic. And as I said, like what I love from this Fabrizio D'Andrea is like in his songs, he's able to take a sub to pick a subject and then go 360, making a tour across the subject in, on a like 360 point of view, really 
looking to all the different faces every situation every person has and give you back like the whole idea without judging the subject and this is what i i, I try to do with my photography to do not judge anything i'm covering like uh, not a patient suffering from a disease not even a nazi a neo-nazi in sweden but try to take his point of view describe it of course with my ideas and uh, and then let others judge the fact uh, like a couple of years ago I, i've been in uganda covering the rights of lgbt people uh, because like a law was passed that says that they are legal and they are to be in jail for life and uh, two weeks later i was in sweden covering the new the neo-nazi guys that are really the were raising the power and of course like anyone that knows me knows that there's nothing as far from me from the, the neonats I'm really on the opposite side but anyway try not to judge but to listen I think it's also the best way to try to understand why they have this opinion and if even if, and especially when you think those opinions are extremely and super wrong to understand why those people started to have those opinions could be the best way to try to let them see your point of view and why you think those ideas are wrong. And this is something that I really learned from this Italian songwriter. Amazing. And that's the I mean that's the power of listening and and being aware of of reality that you only have your own reality and everyone has their own too and and being able to have that kind of neutral perspective through a photograph. Um I, yeah, I totally get that. It's amazing. Um so being in New York City, you get you get access to a lot of frothers. There's a lot of people, like you said, high energy, a lot of high achievers, a lot of um, high quality work coming out of there. Is there anyone who's just on the periphery of your network that you'd really love to get in contact with? Um, actually, I don't know. Like uh, the thing is, in, in the city, is that it's so energetic that sometimes it's too much, and you can't stop <laughs> and say, "Hey, I want to do this," because like there's something new coming coming up. I have to say, like, I don't know right now. I, I, all the people I know, I'm super happy of, their, of what they're giving to me as knowledge, as experience, as, like, energy. So, of course, like, you know, you everyone would love to meet, like, I don't know, Elon Musk or whatever, those kind of people that are really... Uh, on the edge on, of knowledge and, and everything. But uh, I, don't, I, I have to say I'm really happy of, uh, of the people I'm surrounded by right now. Mate, I actually love that answer. That's the, the first time someone said, you know, I'm just, I'm full up with froth. I'm stoked. Like I'm just, I've got enough. Um, and it's something that I know I could get anxious on sometimes thinking that you need to continue to meet people. You need to always be, be doing that to grow. But in actual fact, a lot of the people within your your inner circles can teach you enough to continue to grow and you don't need to continually be seeking new people or new mentors, um, which is, yeah, it's quite a, a nice and refreshing thing to hear. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people could take some value from that, um, especially if they are living in um, cities like New York or you know, London where it can be pretty intense <laughs> at the best of times. Uh, I th also, I think like probably here you really realize that it's easy to go to to just keep relationships at the surface because there's so many. Mm -hmm. So I really think like now I'm trying to I prefer to have like a deeper relationship with fewer people than to have like a more 
superficial relationship with more. So this is something like I'm, this city is, is teaching me right now. Great. There's learnings everywhere. Uh, so is there anyone um, that you've drawn strength from in the past who's, who's actually passed away um, that you can still kind of draw strength from now? Yeah. As I said before, this, this Italian songwriter. I'm, so, I'm sorry it's in Italian, so no, nobody can... Mate, nobody we'll, still, Italy, we'll still put actually, the song that, on. That's a website in English so where there's the translation, but it's not the same thing. Anyway, he's something... He's someone that really is incredible for me. Like, it's like he's talking to me, even if I never met him, and it's that since like uh, 19 years now. Beautiful. Was is there anyone that you've worked with personally um, as a professional photographer? Who I mean, there's so many inspirational people that like I've read some of the stories um, who've who potentially passed away due to the rare disease. There's a little girl, but she was like nine years nine years old when I when I when I met her. So you know, not nine years old. Sorry, nine months old. So it was really a baby. Uh, <clears throat> I have to say, really, the 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 relationship, the the meeting I had with her mother and her family has been like uh, incredible because, of course, the mother she already knew that she was going to die anytime soon, uh, but um, she she accepted to 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 have her in the project anyway. And uh, what was incredible for me was like you know usually when you have like a, a little baby when you are the parent of a little baby, you are afraid of everything. So you don't, you don't give your baby to strangers to keep in their harm or something like that because you're scared. I don't know, like diseases or they can let it fall or I don't know. And this mother told me like, you wanna, you wanna hug her, you wanna keep her in your arm for a while. I said yes, of course. And uh, and then I asked like, uh, you know, she's so fragile right now, so. Are you decided to let me have her for 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 uh, for a while in my arms and and everything? I said, you know, she will live a, a really brief, a really short life. So any experience, I'm sure, will be an amazing experience. And for her to experience to be held by someone else, so to hear a different heart rate or like a different feeling from the skin. Could be a trip, could be like a, a, a new experience. So, and this amazed me because really was a, uh, it was a mother that was putting a new experience for her little baby before her own safety. Uh, let's say, like she was really actually giving her little baby in the hands of a an almost stranger. So I was, I thought this was really like powerful. This was really. A powerful moment for me. A lot of beautiful lessons to be learned from people with rare diseases, and I, th- I think that's totally like living in the moment. And and the vibe that you get from them is that they're just like that is that is living in the moment. That is taking every every day as like a blessing. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of us don't don't do that enough. Um, so yeah, a lot to be learned from from those stories. And again, thanks for telling those stories, mate. They're so inspirational. That's why I wanted to connect with you. Um, again, and and hopefully see how I can support in the future. Um, so, let's talk about uh, the ultimate. I know you've got. You said you've got your network, which is uh, super powerful at the moment. But who would be the ultimate frother? Who would be the hero frother um, that you could connect with with for fifteen minutes in any field and take me to that first meeting? 
Uh, I think it could be like um, could be Mirko Pasqualini. He is like the he's like a credit director for Ogilvy. I really, I really, I really like him. He's like um, quiet and energetic at the same time. And every time you talk with him, it's like uh, it looks like really a normal, easygoing guy. But then, as soon as you go into like something that is creative or design thinking related, it really opens you big doors and you start to think, oh, whoa, this is really game-changing. This is really, like, mind-blowing what, what he just said to me. And so I have to say it's really, like, um, this could be the kind of person that uh, I can have in mind. So have you, you've worked with him directly before? Uh, no, not working directly. I, mean, I have to say, like, we are friends now, so we share a lot of uh, – also we share the, 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 the photography as passion – so we we keep each other posted like almost every day on what we are doing and so we usually it's him like giving me some suggestions or advices uh but yeah this the, I, I never had the chance to really work uh with him on a project oh mate i'm sure i'm sure that'll come up no doubt um considering yeah you're both excelling in your fields um so what in the future are you most frothing on? I know that you mentioned before that you're looking to get the Realize project up and running properly in New York City. Uh, what are you frothing on about this? Yeah, now uh, I'm already working with two other people uh, to start a pilot of uh, the Rare Lives project here in the US, in New York City. We already met some patients and um, we are ready to post their stories on, on the social media. And I really hope with this, we can go, we can move forward and find some sponsorship to travel across the whole country and, and really cover not just like, uh, let's say, New York City, but all the 50, or even not if all the 50s, as many as uh, states as possible in the, in the whole U.S. So this would, be, this would be thrilling also because when I was traveling across Europe, I really had a chance to see how we as European countries are are close together more than what we more than we, are, we actually realize, especially right now. Uh, I lived with those people. I spent multiple days in their homes, and I really felt connected with each one of them as a European person. We really share the same culture. Here in the U.S., I thought I discovered this way more different than, than I thought. The culture, the way of thinking, the way of acting is really. It's more different than, than, than I thought before coming here and living here in the U.S. So I would be super curious to see how, thing go, how things go across the, the U.S., how patients live their, their, their life here. Also because, you know, East Coast, West Coast, and everything is in the middle is way different one to another. So I'm super curious. Yeah, the U.S. is its own base. I've lived in a few different cities and uh, states and cities and yeah, it's a it's very interesting place and, and people shift from one state to another and even cities to cities. So, mate, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and I, and I wish you all the best with that. Um, so if you could condense your gift into one workshop, what would the concept be or even the title? I think it would be about empathy and, and our empathy is the most important thing every time. Doesn't matter if you're using photography, doesn't matter if you're writing, doesn't matter if you're just like having a discussion or like a, sharing a point of view, but 
to be empathetic with the with the other person or the other persons you have in front of you. I think this is the this is the thing that I try to to have the most when I meet new people, especially when it's about like a photo project. And this is really something I to to share stories with the, with empathy through images. This is a workshop that I have already done, and this is something I. If someone will tell me like, how can I become a documentary photographer? Just be empathic with, with people. Just try to understand that the others. Just try to put yourself in others' shoes. And then of course, translate this with images. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. So if you, uh, if you need to reach out to someone in whatever field, what's your number one way to, I guess, to reach out to them and, and, and contact a frother? Well, I will try to understand of course, if I want to reach him or her, probably I already know what he or her is doing, job and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to go deeper into this, have, try to understand why I love like what he or she is doing. And so I would be like, really try to find to, to show this person that I really know what, what is he or, he or she is doing. And it's not just like a random Thing, like hi guy I need your help can you do this for me but it's like I love what you're doing because of that so I want to do this I want to collaborate I don't know and then try to start and build a relationship because really probably the best way would be in my opinion is let's build a relationship and let's try to, to see what we can do for each other and probably this would be the best way to, to start a path together Exactly. Yeah, it needs to be mutual benef- uh, mutually beneficial exchange of of things. In in most cases, uh, it's a, it's the best place to start because people just hate if you're just reaching out and can you help me do this? Like, um, yeah, can can I pick your brain? Sort of vibes. It's kind of like, hang on, <laughs> do you know what I actually do? Kind of thing. So that's it. It's a very uh very important very important thing. So if if people wanted to access you. Uh, to support you on your projects, what's the best way for people to get in contact? Oh, there are multiple ways. So probably like uh, Facebook is will be still the, the easiest way. So my name and last name, you and there's just two of us with this name. So I'm located in your city. There's just me. <laughs> be the easiest way. If not, email that is aldo.soligno at gmail.com. And I think I like this will be the, the easiest way for 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 everybody. Probably if you go on my Facebook profile, you will know a little bit more about me, so you can understand how I can help you better. And uh, really open to to meet everybody. Yeah, it's specific. Yeah, and definitely on collaborations and things. So if anyone has any uh, connections in York City or um, or anywhere really in relation to how we potentially support the next chapter of the Rare Lives movement um definitely reach out because yeah it's it's a it's a super worthy thing to to spend some time on and and um see see how you can support it just to to finish up mate i do something on this podcast which is connect frothers with frothers so i'd really love to connect you with someone even though i don't want to add too many more people to your inner circle but i've got a um a really dear friend of mine who lives in New York City. Uh, she works at The Mill, which is a post-production house. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Um, oh. Yeah, so she works there. She does a lot of 3D stuff, but she she's, does a lot of rad photography as well. 
Uh, and she's just a super creative, inspirational person to me as well. And I feel like she would just absolutely love your story, love you. And yeah, I, I feel like you guys just need to go have a coffee or a vino or or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm super tired about this. I, I really I can't wait that I'd be more than happy like to to know this person because I'm, I'm sure would be she 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 would be amazing. So we'd be really thrilled to have a coffee with her. And uh, yeah, her name's yeah. Sally Sally Reynolds. Um, so yeah, I've been friends with her for over a decade, and she's been in New York for I don't know three, maybe even four years, like you as well. So. Um, so we're New Yorkers, like uh, yeah. we, are, we came here at the same time. Yeah, also yeah, there's so many of you. It's hard hard to uh, cross paths with everyone, right? But um, yeah, mate. So that'd be yeah, it'd be my pleasure to put you in contact. And thanks so much for for having this conversation. It's uh, brilliant to reconnect with you after so many years. And yeah, as I said, really, um, if you need anything from from me from my side. Give us a shout. It is yeah. amazing, really. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for putting me in contact with her. So thank you very much. No worries, mate. Keep on frothing. And um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Have a good day. Thank you. Quick one, guys. To keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally... This episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You.